Hello, and welcome on back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. OMG, y'all, it is 3 a.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know I'm in Miami, Florida. And I just turned off the news. And as of right now, we do not know who the next president of the United States will be. Um, It's a very tight race. And, And I think that no matter which side you are on, whether you voted for President Trump or you voted for uh, former Vice President Biden, I think you're feeling the anxiety no matter what. And so uh, my love and my best wishes go out to everyone out there, engage in some much needed self-care. This might actually run later than we anticipated. So um, we won't know much. I think hopefully in the morning we'll know more, but even then, perhaps not even definitively. So very tight race. Um, Very proud of everyone who went out there and voted. Does it matter to me, the candidate that you voted for? Granted, I mean, you all know where I stand politically if you've kept up with my episodes, Um, but just happy to see people exercising their right to vote because at the end of the day there are many places that don't have that luxury and so it's a blessing and I'm grateful that I've had an opportunity to vote in four elections so far so with that being said let's dive right in I uh, took a poll on my mental health Instagram. If you are not yet following it, please follow me at mental underscore health underscore spot. I took a poll and asked my followers if they wanted me to discuss love and relationships or mental health issues throughout the pandemic. And love and relationships, one, by two points. So this is the episode for you. (laughs) If you are wanting to hear all about love and relationships from the perspective of a therapist. Now, disclaimer. Okay. I do not have the perfect relationship romantically. Y'all know Fernando, he's been on here and he can attest to the fact that we've had our trials and tribulations due to being just two very different people. Um, We think very differently, we cope very differently, and if you listen to my episodes, you'll see that he is able to admit that I tend to internalize blame, whereas he externalizes blame. He actually said that in one of the previous episodes. I don't remember exactly which one I would have to go back, but it is true. Um, For Fernando, it's 
very easy for him to look outward and say, hey, what aren't you doing? Versus me, that I take a look inward and I'm like, what am I not doing correctly to sustain this relationship? So I think that for me, it would actually be healthier to look at other people. And for him, it would actually be healthier to look within. And so that's been something that we've both been working on. So again, disclaimer, I am not the poster child for a perfect relationship, but I can tell you what has worked for me. I can tell you um I can tell you what has helped me sustain, nurture, maintain and feel just overall less stressed in my relationships in general, but as it relates to a romantic relationship. So I think it's different if you are dating versus in a relationship. So I'm going to go ahead and split my my tips in half. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the dating. I have obviously been out of the game for about eight years, going on eight years. So um, I'm a little rusty. But here are my top three dating tips for my single people out there. Number one, be clear about what you want. Be clear. Spell it out. Don't be afraid to let the other person know what it is that you're looking for. Whether it's an open relationship, a monogamous exclusive relationship, marriage, children, a friendship with benefits, just to hang out, just a friend. Whatever it is that you're looking for, be clear about it. That way, nobody can look at you later and say, oh, but you didn't tell me that. Oh, I didn't know that was what you wanted. So, to avoid any potential misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. Because misunderstandings occur even when people are clear about what it is that they want. Which is interesting if you think about it. So, to lessen or rather decrease the possibility of a potential misunderstanding, be very, very clear about what you want. A lot of people think that going with the flow is the way to go. I don't recommend going with the flow. Well, I guess if you're in your 20s and you want to go with the flow, do you, baby boo? Go with the flow. You got time. But if you're in your 30s and your 40s, I'm going to need you to stop going with the flow and I'm going to need you to let people know what you want. That's just me. Okay. I'm a 33 year old woman. I'm going to be 34 in a month. So, I mean, if I'm not going to marry Fernando, I'm going to marry somebody (laughs) because that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to have a family. 
uh, whatever that looks like for me, you know, children, no children, adopting, whatever. But I want a partner, a purpose partner, a life partner. So tip number two for dating, know your worth and your value. Know what you bring to the table. Know what your strengths are and play on them. Conversely, know what your faults are and work on them. Okay? Do not go into a new relationship with drama from the past. Now, hear me out for a second before you bite my head off. I'm not saying that you're not going to have baggage. I hate the word baggage. It has a negative connotation. But let's go with baggage because I can't come up with any, anything else right now. Look, we all have our problems. Nobody's going to enter a relationship problem-free, trauma-free. That's a tall order. We all have our stuff that we come with. But be someone that's proactive about working on your stuff. Be receptive. Be open. Be able to say, hey, I'm working on my stuff. But if you drag your stuff into the relationship and you are unhealed, completely unhealed, you are going to make somebody very unhappy. And you're going to make yourself very unhappy. So... Know what your strengths are. Know what you bring to the table. Play on that. Nurture that. And know what your faults are and work on them. Do not be blind to your own faults. If you keep having the same issue, and this is me being really 100 right now, if you keep having the same issue with multiple people, If the same thing keeps resurfacing, pay attention to it. It may not be you necessarily. It may be the people that you are attracting that you need to pay attention to. So just pay attention to that. What is the common denominator? Is it you? Is it something you're doing, saying? Is it the people you're attracting? Pay attention to that. And number three for dating, and this is a good one, I think, be prepared to have a list ready of your non-negotiables. So a mental list. Make a mental note to yourself of what it is that your top five qualities are that you're seeking in a partner. Now, espera un momentico, okay? Be reasonable though. So my number three is kind of a two-parter because a lot of people are like, OMG, I want her to be like super perfect and like be super flaquita, but somehow have really big breasts or I want him to be like 6'5", even though I'm only like 4'11". Be reasonable. 
be reasonable, okay? When I mean by your five non-negotiables, I'm referring specifically to personality, uh, cultural things, religion, etc. Like if it's important for you to have a partner who believes in God, make sure you add that to your list of non-negotiables. If it's important to you uh, to have a partner who, for example, uh, votes for the same uh, candidate and an election as you, is part of the same political party as you, that should be part of your non-negotiable. I'm not referring to looks here because that's my two-parter. My two-parter includes, please, keep an open mind. I, I, listen, listen, listen to me carefully. Obviously, looks are important. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh no, you shouldn't be, you know, physically attracted to your partner. That's not important. No, I've never had a reputation of lying to you guys. I'm not going to start now, but don't let that be the determining factor in everything. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, before Fernando, all I dated were super light-skinned men, light eyes, blue eyes, light-skinned, light-skinned Cuban, light-skinned Italian, or just straight-up white American. And then Fernando came along, and he is beautiful and caramel and bronze and... I'm attracted to him. But he wasn't my initial quote-unquote type that I was accustomed to dating. But I'm still very much attracted to him. So what I'm saying is venture outside of your type. Be reasonable. Be open-minded. Be willing to try new flavors, to try new things. Now, for relationships... Oh man. For me, number one is put your pride in the trash can and leave it there. If you want to have a successful, long-lasting, meaningful bond with another human being, there is no space, there is no room for pride. There's no room for it. Oh, well, you know, I'm upset, so I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna call that person first. I'm gonna wait for them to call me. Or, oh, I'm just not gonna reach out until they reach out. There's no room for pride in a healthy relationship. Reach out when you wanna reach out. And when you don't wanna reach out, that's okay too. Be authentic. And the same applies to dating too. If you're interested in someone, make that clear. And if they're not feeling you, trust me, you'll figure it out. You'll know. I'm sure you can catch on. Put your pride in the trash can. That's the only way to resolve conflict and to grow together. Forget about the game playing. Forget about who's going to call who first, who's going to apologize first. Forget about that. 
If you need space because you're upset, be an adult and request space. But don't just go MIA and be like, well, they have to call me first. Be mature. Number two. Compliment sandwich. (laughs) That's always been my go-to. And Fernando hates it because he knows what I'm doing. But it works on most people. (laughs) But I'm not like Fernando. Fernando's a straight shooter. He's from New York. He doesn't mince words. He's very direct. And I'm very mindful of how I say things because I don't want to hurt anybody so for me the compliment sandwich is the way to go like I really love this and I really love that and I really love that you've been doing this lately but these are some things that I wish would change or these are some things that I wish we could work on together try to eliminate accusatory language I guess it's a two-parter as well Blaming accusatory language is not going to result in a positive relationship for you. So, very important. Think about it. Let it marinate. Pointing fingers is not the way. So again, I really believe in reinforcing positive behavior. So whenever Fernando does something that I'm I'm liking or I see him changing a behavior that I've been, you know, requesting that he work on, I let him know like, hey, babe, I've really noticed that you've been making an effort to do more of X, Y, and Z. I really like that. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I see you, you know. I'm like that. So I would suggest that. And if there's something that, again, needs to be worked on, start with the positive and then be like, okay, and these are the things that I think we as a couple need to get stronger in. These are the areas. Make it a we thing, not a you thing. Because a you thing is going to lead to problems. And three, I like this third one. It's a good one. Be receptive and be open to understanding that sometimes you are the problem. I know, hard pill to swallow, right? Problems come in different ways. Some problems are more overt and some are are more subtle. Fernando is more aggressive than me. He's more direct than me. So his problems in the relationship always appear to be more overt. Mine were more subtle. Little things like my self-esteem issues that were interfering and sometimes still do interfere. Um, or me being very indirect about my feelings also an issue or you know 
me me being very very passive just sort of like oh okay yeah sure everything's cool not being very authentic so again understanding that sometimes you are the problem and that that looks different for different people because different people have a different set of faults or limitations and again I really like to see them as areas for improved growth because we all have them and it's not about self-loathing or saying to yourself wow I'm such a terrible person because I have x y and z trait it's about acknowledging like okay so sometimes I do this or sometimes I engage in this behavior and I'm going to be compassionate with myself about it but I'm also going to work toward being proactive about making a change so understand that sometimes you are going to be the problem and be willing to own that and turn it into a positive. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you guys were able to get something out of this. I feel like I'm whispering. I'm whispering because I'm in the living room and Fernando's asleep and I'm trying to like not disturb the peace here. <laughs> he can be a light sleeper depending um I hope this was helpful I hope that you guys took something from this I hope that this inspires you to maybe take a look within or a look at your relationship think about ways to improve it I'm here for you please send feedback comments anything good or bad I'm open to hearing how I can improve this podcast and I'm also loving to hear all of the great feedback and all of the things that you guys are getting out of this podcast it means the absolute world to me so take care be safe and as far as the 2020 election may the best man win be safe out there